Hello everybody and welcome to another episode of the Football Betting Podcast. This episode is sponsored once again by Manscaped. Remember you can get 20% off with the discount code FBP20. I'm your host Tom Pipkin and I'm joined as ever by my co-host Tom Walker. Hi guys, welcome to the show. Thanks for taking the time to tune in. Yeah, so no podcast for a fortnight now. We've just had an international break. Um, we won the Bombproof Treble, didn't we, on the last podcast that we actually recorded. Um, didn't have as much luck on the Twitter trebles uh, last weekend. Very close, I think one off on each. It's good to get a winning treble on the last pod. So hopefully some of you jumped on that. Um, and hopefully more of the same again this week. Yeah, that's the plan. Um, obviously, really refreshing when the domestic calendar returns after a international break so yeah uh, some really exciting games as well a little bit of a of a derby weekend there's lots of rivalries and derby games going on so uh, mm. should, should be pretty explosive action this weekend yeah so um just to run through what we'll do in case you're a new listener so we'll go through the premier league the championship league one and league two picking out our betting highlights from each of the leagues which brings us nicely to the Premier League to start things off. And it's Everton against Liverpool. You're speaking about the derbies. We kicked off with one straight away on Saturday, 12.30. How can you see this one going? Wow. Well, this is probably the tightest uh, derby to predict in a long time. I mean, mm. it's, it's only last season that, that Liverpool famously played a, a team of kids in the FA Cup and still got the upper hand over Everton's first team. Now, obviously, this season, Everton have started off really, really well. Uh, Probably the best team on paper, the best manager they've had in a long time. So Liverpool aren't going to have it all their own way. I'm going to sit on the fence here and probably go for draw. Uh, It's 16-5. to I could see possibly a 1-1 or something like that. I'm still not convinced that you know, a Pickford, Yerry Mina, Michael Keane trio at the heart of the Everton defence can is good enough. And I'm also not convinced by Andy Robertson and Trent Alexander-Arnold this season especially. Uh, they've been really poor. And obviously Liverpool are coming off the absolute thumping against Villa. So it's I think it's fair to say you, they can expect to concede. Yeah, I can see certainly where you're coming from and one all might be the way to go, um, adding it all up. But one price for me that really jumps off the page, um, and that's looking at historical stats, it's the under 2.5 goals market. It's 6-4. to four. It's a great price when I read you these stats. So the last six consecutive games between these sides at Goodison Park have all featured under 2.5 goals. So you've got three consecutive 0-0s, uh, a 1-0 to Liverpool, a one all, and then another 0-0. So just three goals in the last six meetings between the two sides combined at Goodison Park. So if it's going to be another another cagey affair, 6-4 to four for under 2.5, you snap that up all day. Yes. I, I get where you're coming from. I really, really do. But we're not talking Leon Osman and Andy Johnson. We're talking Hammers and Premier League top scorer Dominic Calvert-Lewin. I don't remember the last time uh, we had an Everton player 
top of the goal scoring charts. I, I really can't remember. Maybe like the days of Yakubu, or I, I, I don't even know. I can't mm. remember. I think this one's a little bit different. Normally, I do like to look look behind me and and see about history, etc. But I I'm going more down the route that that there will be a there will be goals. So I'm going to tip draw. As I said, I don't typically like to do that, but. 16 to 5 for the draw. And then I'm also going to tip both teams to score, which is 8 to 15. Okay. Okay. Well, I'd agree with draw. Um, again, statistically, six of the last seven games at Goodison Park have uh, ended up in a draw. So, yeah, 16 to 5. I'm happy with that price, happy with the stats and the form and everything behind that. So, yeah. One, the one final thing I'll add, one final thing I'll add before we, we move on. I think it's it's going to be really different as well the fact that there's no fans in the mm. ground, obviously. So, you know, that home advantage, maybe Everton dug their heels in a little bit more in the yeah. past because they've got, you know, 40,000 people to, to keep happy. But by this time, there's, there's, uh, there's no fans roaring them on. I don't know. I think it might just be a bit more open. Yeah, no, good point. Very valid point. Okay, so let's look at a three o'clock. Chelsea against Southampton. Um, I'm not going anywhere near this one, I don't think, from a betting perspective. I feel like I don't trust Chelsea enough yet to back them at odds of 9-20. to 20. Uh, And then Southampton played four, won two, lost two. What are you going to get from them? I'm not, I'm not so sure again right now. So for me, too many variables, too much up in the air. Um, I don't want to go near any. I'm happy to take Chelsea. Yeah. I'm happy to take. Yeah, I mean their last two games, although they have been against Barnsley and Crystal Palace, they've won ten nil uh, in their last <laughs> on aggregate in their last two games at the Bridge, six nil and four nil. I am not convinced by them at the back at all, and that does absolutely terrify me. And I do think that Southampton. Have a little bit about them, and having you know, Danny Ings is is obviously a huge danger. So I'm going to throw out there Chelsea to win and both teams to score fifteen to eight. I'm not saying that's an absolute banker for the weekend, but I think you might be able to hit a winner there. Chelsea to you know score two and Southampton score at least one can certainly see that happening. So yeah, fifteen to eight. That's my tip. Right then, so that takes us to another big game at 5.30. Man City against Arsenal. City the favourites, 2-5. The draw, 17-4. Arsenal, 11-2. Now, Tom Walker, can your favourite man in football right now, Mikel Arteta, get one over on his his former master? Joe, what, this is going to go the same way, I think, as Arsenal away at Liverpool, where... They were impressive and you can see that there's been progress and you can see that there's been strides taken, but ultimately they end up losing. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. So, yeah, I think it will be tight and I think it will be a, a tough game, but I think City will get the win. Uh, but, you know, City are coming off the back of, you know, no wins in their last two Premier League games, which sounds crazy, but for a team that once got 100 points, that's absolutely alarming. Um, so, yeah, I, I think it will go about the same way. Tight, but yeah. City will win. Yeah, I can see that. Um, and I know we're saying it's going to be tight. This is a much better Arsenal side 
right now than uh, than what has been in years past. But City do tend to score a decent amount of goals against Arsenal. Um, you got to go all the way back to 2015 for the last time these two played each other in the league, and City didn't score at least two goals. Um, that's home and away. So at least two goals for Manchester City tends to happen. Um, can you see Arsenal getting three? Not for me. Um, I'd probably be looking down the route of both teams to score and over 2.5 goals. That's priced at four to five. I didn't think that was too bad, to be honest. I can definitely see both teams getting on the score sheet uh, and then, like you say, plenty of goals in the game. Yeah, I was I was going to tip just over 2.5 goals and I was going to say here that it's a bit of a crap price at two to five. So I'm happy to... To take your extension on that, yeah. I think I think uh, you've unearthed we'll double that. Yeah, you've unearthed a, a better price there and a better overall bet. I'd say. Yeah, yeah. So in agreement, both teams to score over two point five. City probably will end up winning, but the price ain't great. So finally, Newcastle against Man United, four to one for Newcastle, three to one for the draw, eight to thirteen for Manchester United. Oh Jesus. Jeez, I don't trust Man United as far as I can throw them. <laughs> I don't know how you can. I don't know how you, you can't. Can. You, you, you can't, but and I say that, but at the same time, I wouldn't be putting money behind Newcastle. I'm not confident enough in them either, to be honest. Uh, I don't know which way this is going to go. See, see, I'm a, I'm a little bit more positive about Newcastle. Uh, they haven't yeah. lost. Yeah, they haven't lost in the last four games. Um, you know, They've they've been pretty impressive so far. Callum Wilson's got four and four. Sam Maximin is is possibly in the top five players in the league for for one on one situations. He's absolutely electric. His six year deal that he signed today was was hilarious. I mean, uh, fair play to Newcastle for you know tying him down on paper for that long. But if he carries on the way he's playing, it's just all it's going to do is fetch a higher price. Um, yeah. yeah. Yeah, so you know, I'm I'm a little bit more confident in Newcastle. United are in a bit of a mess. They're coming off the six one. I know it was a while ago, but that was their last last result. Uh domestic window's still open. I don't think they're gonna do any more business and I think everyone's a little disappointed. I'm leaning towards Newcastle double chance. Six to five. I think it'll be a draw, oh, to be honest. It's three to one for the draw if you want to go on the nose. Uh, but I'm thinking maybe a one-one or something like that. I've been impressed with Newcastle so far. Six to five, yeah. double chance. I think that's a good price to be fair. Yeah, I like that. And St James's Park hasn't been an easy place for United to go to in recent seasons either. A uh, couple of one-nil victories for Newcastle in the last three seasons. So uh, yeah, double chance. I like it. Let's go with that. Yes, absolutely. Right then, let's move into Sunday then for the Premier League. 12 o'clock, it's the Battle of the Basement, boys. It's Sheffield United against Fulham. Both teams, uh, four losses in their four games. Sheffield United evens, draw 12 to 5, and Fulham 29 to 10. Jeez. Go out for lunch. Yeah, proper pig's ear. Yeah. yeah, take your mum out for lunch. This is, yeah, this is not going to be a pretty game. Uh, for me, you've got a team that can't score. 
in Sheffield United, and you've got a team that can't defend in Fulham. Um, yeah. That's, I think, obviously the stats will show that Fulham aren't great going forward either, but I think they're the two big problems there. Um, under 2.5 goals is screaming at me at 4-6. to six. I think this would be an absolute pig's ear. Yeah, yeah. And from a Sheffield United perspective, you know, at home to Fulham, if they can't get three points here, you'd really start worrying about them, I think, and their yeah. chances this season. Yeah, that's completely fair. Completely fair. Um, you know, we, we, Tom, me and you said, I mean, we didn't tip them for relegation. We're not going to pretend that we did, but we did say that it would be a, a tougher season for Sheffield United. Yeah. Um, we said that it would only... You can only get away with, with all due respect, players like David McGoldrick, uh, Billy Sharp, etc. For for so long at, at this level, especially. So, so yeah, mm. um, expecting it to be a tough season. This is a massive yeah. game for them. And do you know their next three games? I don't. Liverpool, Man City, Chelsea. Could easily be bottom of the uh, Premier League by the time those yeah. games are over. Easy. Psychologically, a very, very tough start to the season. If, if uh, they get the points we expect, which could be three points um, eight games in and in the middle of November. Yep. yep. Tough, tough start. 100%. Um, moving on to the second game then, it's Crystal Palace against Brighton. This is a derby, is it not? It is, Tom. Yep. Yeah. So... Um, I'm trying to think of the name of it. There, M5 Derby, something like that. I'm not quite, not entirely sure on that. So don't it's quote me on it. Something like that. It's got a history. Like it's got a history yeah. of seagulls against eagles and yeah. former managers hating each other. It's actually quite an interesting derby. If you've got five minutes, read up on it. It's actually quite interesting. But yeah, um, Palace, Brighton, Tom. Do you have anything for the profit chasers? Um, the only thing I kind of be looking down the route of is. Both teams to score for me. Uh, 10 to 11 is the price. I didn't think that was too bad because uh, they're two teams who I think are going to play the right way. Even though it's a derby, I think you're both going to get you're going to get two teams who will try and play on the front foot and try and win the game. Um, we've seen that Brighton are very leaky at the back, but they have been scoring goals. You know, conceded at least three goals in the last three games. So. Um, and scored four in those games as well. So, you know, you can see where their problems are defensively. And Palace, again, you know, they scored three past Man United a few games ago, scored past Everton, but then shipped four to Chelsea in their last three games. So, again, capable of scoring, but problems at the back. So, I think both teams to score for me is where I'd go 10 to 11. Yeah, I mean, God, I sound like a broken record, but again... Both teams draw. To score and draw. Yeah, <laughs> nine to four. I think this would be one one. Uh, <laughs> exact all the same points that you just raised, Tom. You just r- literally took all of my notes. The only one you didn't pick up on is uh, Neil Morpe, four and four so far this season. So um, definitely another factor in in the potential for a Brighton goal. Mm, that's bypassed me. The fact that he's got four and four. To yeah. be fair, yeah, he's started well. Started well. Um, right then, so the next game is Spurs against West Ham United. Spurs, the favourites, as you'd expect, they're priced at four to seven. The draw, fourteen to five. West Ham, five to one. 
Tom Walker, one old draw by any chance? No. <laughs> Spurs. Not Spurs this at time. four to seven. Spurs at four to seven. Yeah. Uh, yes, but I'm going to extend it again. One of my favourite bets is Tottenham to win and both teams to score. Two to yeah. one uh, yeah. for that. I think, again, pretty much what we've covered about Chelsea and, and you know United and, and all these teams. I, I like Tottenham going forward. Obviously, they've got Bale to come as well. But you know, Should be playing this weekend. Yeah, exactly. So... Bale, and I was going to pick up on the fullbacks. They've got Aurier, and I think it's Regulon or Regulon. Yeah. I, I don't know. Anyway, Regulon, I think. Son, Kane, like absolutely stacked going forward. At the back, it's just a massive worry. And, mm. you know, West Ham are the kind of team that are more than capable of of picking, um, picking things up since the uh, coronavirus kind of, break in play and the restart nobody scored more Premier League goals than Mikhail Antonio uh, he's already got two in four this season and Jared Bowen is proving to be very comfortable at this level three and four for yeah. him so two to one Tottenham to win and both teams to score for me Tottenham yet to keep a clean sheet in any of their eight games this season even though they have only lost one of those so yeah completely agree that they can be got out of the back um do you think the international break has come at a little bit of a bad time for them, considering they scored six past United and seven past Maccabi Haifa in their last two games? Um, just to have a little two-week break to take a bit of momentum off that. But uh, nonetheless, I do expect them to pick up and uh, get a win. Yeah, you never want to. You never want. It's it's like when you've when you've just scored before half time. Right, you don't want that yeah. half-time whistle, for example. No, exactly. And, and yeah. yeah, you don't want the international break. And you know, if you're getting panned like United, it's a good opportunity to to take stock and and think about what you're going to do moving forward. So, not ideal timing, but pretty sure they'll get they'll get back on it this weekend. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, so the last game on Sunday is Leicester against Aston Villa. Leicester four to five. Draw fourteen to five, and Villa three to one. Um, again, a team who the international break has come at probably a bad time for is Aston Villa after they demolished Liverpool at seven two at Villa Park, uh, outstandingly, uh, completely unexpectedly. You know they'd have wanted to continue that momentum straight away, but you know they've had to wait a couple of weeks. Three to one is a big price to go away at Leicester and get the win. I'm looking at double chance, which is just a fraction below evens at 10 to 11. So that's Villa or draw. Um, I've been really impressed with them. Leicester did impress me until their game uh, most recently against West Ham, where I thought they, sh- they looked well short of ideas. Um, yeah, bit of double chance for me, just below evens. What do you reckon? Agreed. Yeah, I totally agree. I, I also think you'll get both teams to score. In this game as well, uh, both teams to score is priced at eight to thirteen. I also think you can go for over two point five goals as well, which is eight to thirteen. We've seen both of these sides really impressed going forward. There's going to be a lot of attacking players on show, uh, particularly Leicester's, you know, fullbacks as well. Um, you know, James Justin has has done really well. Uh, Timothy Castagne has been exceptional. 
And then, obviously, for Villa, you've got the Watkins, Grealish, Barkley, um, uh, Trezeguet kind of contingent that's pretty impressive. So, yeah, I think this will be an entertaining game and happy to go uh, go along with the Villa double chance. And I'd like to add in that both teams to score and over 2.5 bracket as well. Okay, awesome. So that wraps up Sunday then. Let's move on to Monday. We've got West Brom, Burnley and Leeds, Wolves. Wow. Um, on the face of that, looking at it straight away. Where'd you go here? Draw and draw. Your favourites? It's a tough one, isn't it? I mean, <laughs> It's a tough Monday. I mean, in terms of a watch, I mean, obviously Leeds, Wolves is probably going to be a lovely watch. It's going to be very entertaining and West Brom Burnley is going to be an absolute horror show. But in terms of picking a result for the profit chasers to go off, I think it's really difficult. The the only thing I'd say, you know, looking at goals, uh, West Brom Burnley under 2.5 goals, 8 to 11. Burnley struggled to create chances despite West Brom being a bit shaky at the back. They also struggle to create too many chances. They've got the, we've spoke about it before, the Diangana Pereira kind of attacking yeah. bright sparks. But apart from those two, if those two are having an off day, it's very, very quiet. So I'd be looking at that market for that game. I don't know if you have anything for the Leeds-Wolves game, Tom. No. What should enjoy, I think, for me? I think that's honestly... Probably the best advice. It, it's going to be a yeah. tough one. Yeah. Okay, then. So that wraps up the Premier League. Let's go to our app break. Autumn is in the air and Manscapes is here to ensure you don't carve your pumpkins when you're grooming. By pumpkins, we actually mean your boys downstairs. <laughs> That's right. And you can get 20% off all Manscaped products and free shipping at manscaped.com using the code FBP20 at the checkout. Remember, guys, make your balls the priority this autumn. Okay, then, let's take a look at the championship now. Uh, we've got a full fixture list to look through. Lots of games on Saturday at 3 o'clock, so soccer Saturday would be great. I think I'll get kicked off with a potential tip and a talking point that interests us. So Blackburn against Nottingham Forest is the game. Um, I'm looking at the prices. 9 to 10 for Blackburn. 12 to 5 for the draw. 3 to 1 for Forest to get the win. It's a massive price for Forest, isn't it? Um, when you consider the quality of the squad that has been very much underperforming. The fact that we've got Chris Hewton in now as manager. He's had a couple of weeks to work with the squad over the international break. Um, and we see so often clubs get a new manager bounce. And at three to one, if Forrest are a team who can get that new manager bounce, it's a fantastic price. Do you think there's a chance that we could get the three points? Um, would you be more inclined to look at perhaps double chance, which is four to five? Or do you just think avoid this game completely? No, I do have an opinion. And my opinion is that you need to put some respect on Blackburn. Right, okay. They're sixth in the league. Uh, Armstrong and Tyrese Dolan have been two of the best players in the league so far this season. 
Forest have scored one goal this season. I know it's prior to to Chris Hewton, but they still have a really bloated squad. There's still so many question marks about Forest. I just think that they'll have their eye on the next couple of fixtures. So after this, Forest play Rotherham, Derby, Luton, Middlesbrough, Coventry, Wickham, and Barnsley. So Shit, I think we're, we're gonna be top of the league. <laughs> so there's a lot. <laughs> there's a lot of winnable games there. I think Chris Hutton will absolutely snap your hand off for a draw here. I get what you're saying. Yeah. You know, this is a team absolutely on paper is just is just literally oozing with Championship class, and there are so many players in there that would get into Blackburn's team in theory. But this isn't theory. This is football. Mm-hmm. And Blackburn have been really good this season. I'm happy to take Blackburn at ten to eleven, and really? I think and I think you'll get Forest, you know, on a little bit of an upward curve as of the following. Uh, Blackburn aren't going to beat them um, four, five, six nil. You know, it's, it's going to be a tight game. Um, but yeah, I, I'm pretty. I'm I'm a big fan of Blackburn this season. I think they got a chance of cracking the top six. And I think you need to uh, you need to respect them a bit more, Tom. To be honest. Well, okay. Uh, I'm going to be a bit more optimistic and go for the double chance Forest or draw four to five. But um, I'm, I'll tell you what, for, I'll tell you something for free that I will be chucking Forest in on an outside racket. Oh yeah, oh yeah. I completely get that. No problem. This is a team that, like I said, finished a goal off the playoffs last season, and they've just lost their way a little bit and. You know they they won here last last season. They beat uh, Blackburn last season at Ewood Park, so could definitely happen again. Let's move on to Swansea. Swansea have a game against Huddersfield at home. I mean, I just want to say one thing: transfer window gone crazy. Uh, reports today that West Brom are going to take Carlin Grant off Huddersfield's hands for fifteen million. On a six-year contract. Six-year contract. Six-year contract. million. Absolutely insane. What the hell? Insane figures. So anyway, just I had to get that off my chest. But we got to... also losing uh, Terence Congolo as well. To... Yes, that's true. On loan, I read. I think. So yeah, you got Swansea who are sat in fourth place. Uh, they're actually unbeaten so far this season. Played four, one, three, drew one. And then you've got Huddersfield, who have only won the one game this season. And I'm not reading too much into that. That was against Sabri Lamucci's Forest. Uh, pretty much your Sunday league team would have beaten them uh, at that period of the season. Swansea have been really impressive, 19-20. to 20. I think this will be a very comfortable victory for the Swans. Morgan Gibbs-White, especially in purring form so far this season. I agree, like a Rolls Royce, as they say. Oh God! In the middle I, there, I and you love that saying. I hate it, but yeah, um, <laughs> he, he's been great. Um, yeah, I feel like Swansea have been tipped every single week on the podcast, and for good reason. They're doing well. Yeah, yeah. Well, if we tipped them every week, Tom, they would have tripped us up one week out of four. So yeah, yeah. So going well so far. Reliable. Uh, a team that. We tipped last time on the podcast when they were away at Forest at a good price. Are once again away at a good price. It's Bristol City, currently top of the league. Four wins from four. Um, eight goals scored, two goals conceded. They go away to a Barnsley side 
who are currently in 21st, played four, lost three, drawn just one. So, you know, two teams who have had very contrasting starts to the season. Um, you throw into the mix as well, Barnsley have just lost the manager, Gerhard Struber, uh, who's gone to New York Red Bulls. So that's a big blow to them after you know, the wonders that he did, keeping them up last season. And I think, considering the state of flux that they're probably in right now, considering they've had a poor start to the season as it is, um, Bristol City, full of confidence, on a roll, 17-10 to 10 to get the victory. I think it's a fantastic price. Yeah, yeah, I do as well. And yeah, Bristol City were not the most impressive against Forest, were they? Um, relied on their goalkeeper at yeah, a lot stretches. Yeah, yeah. But I think this is a different challenge, as you said. And yeah, I completely see where you're coming from. Um, if you're a Wiccan Wanderers fan, I recommend unsubscribing from the podcast for the season. I think pretty much whenever they're involved, you're going to have to look at the opposition. Same again uh, this week. They have a home game against Millwall. Um, if you have a look at Millwall's form, technically they haven't won in the last three games, uh, but they lost 2-1 away at Swansea, no disgrace. They drew at home to Brentford, which is a decent result, and they lost 2-0 at home to Premier League Burnley in the Carabao Cup. They are a tip for me to finish in the top 10. I think a lot of people fancy them. We're looking at Wickham, still yet to score a goal in the league. They are bottom but in the real league table. Obviously, Sheffield Wednesday have their, their points deduction. Um, but, you know, if that wasn't the case, Wickham would be absolutely rooted. And Millwall, even though they're not firing on all cylinders, four to five. I mean, I feel I feel like a schoolyard bully, but I, I can't <laughs> I can't not take that. Yeah, yeah. It's looking like a tough old season, isn't it, for Wickham? You can say that. It is, really is, yeah, yeah. Okay, I've got one more to look at, uh, and that's Bournemouth against Queen's Park Rangers. Uh, I'm going to go for Bournemouth to win this one. They're priced at 4-6 to six for the victory. You know, you're looking at these two sides, looking at the form on, on paper, glancing at it, Bournemouth in third, QPR in ninth. Um, only lost one game between them. That's QPR who have lost the one. But I think if you dig a little bit deeper, you can kind of see one team whose results have been really impressive, and that's Bournemouth, and one team whose results have been a little bit less so um, when you look at there, when you look a bit closer, and that's QPR. Um, it depends how you want to spin it for QPR. You could say they've only lost one all season, or you could say they've only won one all season. And that one win came against Lelouchy's Forest, which, as we've already said, was uh, at that stage of the season, Sunday League side, as you say, could have beaten Forest. Uh, other than that, they've lost to Coventry. They've drew against Middlesbrough. They've drew against Sheffield Wednesday. So I look a little bit deeper at QPR's results. And I'm, I'm not that impressed, despite them being in ninth and only having uh, lost once this season. Then you look at Bournemouth. You know, home win against Norwich, very good. Um, beaten Coventry, 3-1 away, who beat QPR. Um, beaten Blackburn, 3-2, you've been raving about Blackburn. Started the season very well. Um, and then, of course, if you look at the FL Cup for Bournemouth as well, you know, they've knocked out Palace, so lost 2-1 in a tight game to Man City. 
I think they're on a very much uh, upward trajectory this season. They're doing a lot better, I think, than a lot of people thought they would. Yeah, I think Bournemouth will win this one at four to six, which I think is it's a little bit tight. I thought it might get a bit more out of it, but yeah. Yeah, Dan Juma as well, probably the standout attacking player, I'd say, so far this season. So completely, mm. completely uh, see your see your method there, completely. Anything else for the championship for you? No, happy to move on to League One. All right, and it gets kicked off if you want. I mean, it's it's relatively easy to go to uh, Ipswich. I mean, they're top of the league. They've won four and drew one of their opening five. They do have a tough game. Uh, they're playing against Accrington Stanley, who are up in sixth. They're having a really good start, um, Stanley. However, when you have a look at Accrington's results a little bit closer, uh, apart from their opening day win against Peterborough, which, as we've spoken about before, was two wonder goals. And, you know, sometimes they go for you, sometimes they'll end up, you know, going over the stand. But they went in on that day and history will show they beat Peterborough 2-0. But it was a lot closer than that. Um, They've beaten Wimbledon. okay. They've beaten Rochdale. okay. They've lost to Burton Albion. Uh, They got thumped by Oxford. I just think it's going to be a bridge too far for them, despite some decent results early on. Ipswich at home, priced at seven to ten. We're we're in that territory of the bookies kind of picking up that Ipswich have had a good start. Me and Tom still don't think it's going to last all season. Um, so I'm I'm sorry I don't have a better price to give you whilst they're hot. But seven to ten is what they're offering, and I think they will win. Yeah, I'll have some of that. I think they'll win. I agree. So uh, that kind of leads me on quite nicely to another team who has started the season very well, Hull. They're priced at 10 to 11 this weekend to get a win away at Rochdale. Rochdale, as we expected, uh, struggling. You know, they have only won once out of their five games. However, that does put them in 18th right now, uh, considering you've got sides like Oxford and Burton below them. I think that will soon change and they will slip further down the league. But um, I think Hull a pretty good value here to get back on track. Uh, four wins in a row, four clean sheets in a row until they ran into Fleetwood last week. Don't quite know what went on there. Lost 4-1, didn't they? You know, typically, as we'll cover uh, in a bit, you put that in your bomb-proof treble. In your bomb-proof treble, Friday night game. Got slaughtered. <laughs> give it, the, kiss, give it got, the kids' kiss of death. Yeah, got absolutely <laughs> slaughtered for it as well. Yeah, but, you know, you couldn't see that coming. Uh, they've played very well up until that game. I'm going to treat that as a blip, a one-off, and it's an excellent team to play to get back on track and uh, get your fifth win in six games. Yeah, totally see that. Um, again, yeah, one one result, you know, doesn't, unless it's, you know, as we mentioned earlier, a 7-1 or you know, a seven, a six-one or whatever it was, United lost. That kind of defeat gives you alarm bells. But the odd defeat here, there, and everywhere. You know, try not to read too much into that and look at the look at the bigger picture. Yeah. 
Project Big Picture. That's all I've bloody heard this week. Project Picture. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So that's my own Project Big Picture, Profit Chasers. Don't just focus on one result. All right. <laughs> Let's have a look at a, a League One, both teams to score. It involves Fleetwood, Tom, as you mentioned. We're setting each other up nicely. And Lincoln City. So I'm going to tip two things. So first of all, we're going to go for the both teams to score, which is three to four. And then we're going to go for over 2.5 goals as a separate tip. That is evens. As Tom mentioned, Fleetwood had a little bit of a troublesome start. Uh, but even with their troublesome start, they still managed to regularly find the back of the net, including, as Tom just mentioned, four against Hull in their last outing. Uh, Lincoln as well have been really, really productive going forward, led by Talisman and Captain George Grant who has scored four in five. Lewis Montsma as well, uh, coming up from the back with two in five. He's grabbing quite a lot of headlines at the moment. I think this will be a really entertaining game. You can honestly, you could possibly see a 2-2, 3-3, 4-4, a 5-3. I think it's going to be absolutely barnstorming. So, yeah, they're my, uh, they're my tips for that game. 5-3. Yeah, I was just Jeez. I was just running through results. <laughs> uh, I, basically, to summarise, there's going to be more than two point five goals. <laughs> I, got <laughs> bit, more, I got a bit. I got more than seven point five. <laughs> <laughs> I got a bit carried away. <laughs> yeah, I could definitely see goals in that game. Um, and you've not you've not teed me up whatsoever for my final league one tip there. <laughs> which comes in the game between Milton Keynes, Dons and Gillingham. Uh, two teams who have very contrasting starts to the season. Gillingham in four, uh, MK Dons sitting rock bottom of the league. Gillingham, three wins, one draw, one loss. MK Dons, three losses, two draws, zero wins. Um, I do think, to be fair to MK Dons, they've had, they've had a fairly tough start of things. They've played Portsmouth, Ipswich, uh, Hardfly, Lincoln. Doncaster crew, so they're not the easiest start, but uh, but the bottom of the league, I'm happy to kind of kick and wasser down a bit and uh, side on the double chance with Gillingham. Uh, the price is one to two for Gillingham to draw or win, and uh, considering the start they've had, they just beat an Oxford three-one, very impressive. Uh, the draw with Shrewsbury, beat Blackpool, beat Wigan. Um, so, you know, they've kind of been getting good results against the sides that are around MK Dons in the table. So a draw or a win for Gillingham, I think, is something which you can uh, bank on this weekend. Yep, happy to get on board with that. Uh, my final tip for League One is going to come from the Swindon-Sunderland game. Uh, I'm looking at the away side. Sunderland are priced at 10 to 11. Sunderland have not lost in their last six. Swindon have lost three in a row. When you look at Swindon's wins as well, I'm not happy with it. Uh, they beat Burton. They beat Rochdale. Um, it's it's not the best calibre of opposition, I think it's fair to say. And I think it's papering over the cracks somewhat. Yeah, so Sunderland have, have made a solid but unspectacular start to the season, but I still think they'll have enough to get a win at the county ground, uh, 10 to 11 for the Mackhams. Yeah, to be fair to Sunderland, I feel like they've perhaps been 
going under a little bit under the radar this season. You know, wins to nil against Peterborough on Oxford, very impressive, um, and draws against Charlton and Bristol Rovers, both games where they've had ten men. So, yeah, and played a game less than a lot of other teams in the league. So, you know, if they win the game in hand, they're comfortably sitting kind of two points off off the top. So, yeah, I think they're going all right this season, Sunderland. Yeah, I agree with your tip. Yeah, good stuff. Right, let's move on to League Two then. Um, anything like standing out, leaping out of the page for you? Leaping off the page, you ask? Well, I'm happy to to revisit a little bit of a demon. Um, I was absolutely flabbergasted on the podcast, uh, the last recorded podcast, when I tipped Crawley to be worst team in the football league, South End. Uh, and Southend managed to scramble a dirty, mm. horrible draw, uh, which Ooh. absolutely yeah, sent me over the edge. Uh, however, that destroyed, just sorry to interject, that destroyed uh, the hat-trick of winning Bomb-Proof Trebles as well. It did. We would have won yours, mine, and the joint treble. And, that, yeah. and we would be on a yacht somewhere Tom in the, <laughs> in, the Car- in the Caribbean so yeah absolutely instead we're, we're recording this from a cave <laughs> yeah and I, yeah around and a campfire yeah and I'm three months three months behind on rent no I'm kidding I just yeah it could have been so great but unfortunately it wasn't to be I'm happy to go against South End again especially in the form of my favourite League Two side, Cheltenham. Mm-hmm. Um, Southend haven't won any of their last eight games, despite nicking two draws in their last uh, league games. At home, they've played five games in a row without winning. They're still in turmoil. Those draws have alleviated the pressure a little bit, but let's be honest with you, you know they're still 23rd. They're still in a lot of trouble. Cheltenham in fifth, they've had a good start to the season. 13 to 20, it's priced reasonably without being spectacular. And uh, I think Cheltenham will find it pretty comfortable. Yeah, completely agree with that one. Uh, Cheltenham doing very well. South End, not so well. So, yeah, I can see that one coming in as a comfortable win for Cheltenham. Um, a question For how long do we ignore the fact that Morecambe are top of the league with four wins out of five games? Uh, yeah, um, they're obviously a team who nobody expected to be up there, and I know it is early days still, but they've had a fantastic start, and every single week the big odds to get the win. This week, they're five to two to get a victory away at Crawley, who currently sat in thirteenth. Um, a very middling start to the season: two wins, two losses, one draw. So, uh, you know, very a bit. Very up, very down. Do we go with Morecambe at, you know, top of the league, four wins out of five, five to two? It's one of them things, isn't it? If Morecambe win, you kick yourself because the price is so good. But at the same time, you're thinking, it's Morecambe. Surely this can't last. <laughs> yeah, I mean, Adam Phillips in midfield, 22-year-old on loan from Burnley, has been absolutely exceptional. And has been a big part of of their form so far. I think, I think it's something, Tom. 
if you put them and Forrest in like a little outsider double or something like that. Uh, yeah. Like, I don't know if I, I'm still realistic about Morecambe in my opinion. They've had a great start, but I still don't think that they're going to be anywhere near the top of the league. I mean, we all said that about Wickham last season. Who knows what will happen? Football is a funny old game, but uh, I'm personally not completely sold on it. And it's kind of one of those empires that could crumble at any stage. But mm-hmm. chuck them on with Forrest. If they both come in, yeah, you can join us on that yacht that we were talking about. <laughs> 100%. I get where you're coming from. Yeah. It's hard to It's hard to not go with the grain, isn't it? Yeah, it is. Um, the potential to crumble is absolutely there. Uh, they've lost two games heavily, 5-0 and 7-0. Um, <laughs> so when they lose, they're losing quite bad. But you know, when they win, you know, it's all rosy. They beat Morecambe, they beat Oldham, Southend, uh, Cheltenham, who we rave about. So, you know, they've got some good solid wins this season. Uh, if you do fancy maybe a bit more of a safety net, Morecambe to win or draw is 4-6. to six. Next tip is a game involving two teams that were promoted together from the National League. And oh, you're I, robbing my tips. <laughs> they're having quite contrasting starts to the season, although both relatively steady. Um, so we've got Harrogate and Barrow. So we'll start off with the away side, which is Barrow. Uh, they've actually been unbeaten in three of their five games this season. The problem is that those three games have all been draws. So they haven't managed to get their uh, their first EFL win as of yet. However, Harrogate have only lost one of their first five and they have managed to win two and draw two. Uh, I think it's fair to say that early doors show that Harrogate have been the more impressive of the two sides, which is possibly what we were not expecting, Tom. I think we were probably expecting Barrow to be a little bit better. Um, but it's Harrogate that are, that are uh, leading the way so far. I think if this was Barrow at home, it would be a little bit tighter. But all you have to do is look at Barrow's away form. They've lost four in a row on the road. They haven't won in any of their last nine away games. They're clearly not good travellers. And yeah, Harrogate at home, I'm happy to happy to take a punt on them. They're 21 to 20. It's a, it's a nice price. Yeah. Um, Barrow also without a clean sheet in 13 consecutive games so struggling struggling defensively um, and if we just take a look back at the National League as well Harrogate have got a decent record against Barrow over the last couple of seasons um, they've not lost in the last four games and Harrogate have scored at least three goals in three of those four games too against Barrow so form historically and currently is on Harrogate's side. There you go. Um, I am tapped out of lead two tips. So if you have any more, Tom, feel free to uh, take it away. No, um, you've been tapped out to a crippler cross face. I'm in the walls <laughs> of Jericho and I've also been tapped out. Uh, so, yeah, let's look at can we uh, actually? Can we just discuss how much of a hateful club Salford are turning into? Ah, oh, what a joke! Absolute um, joke! It's like literally giving your best mate a job uh, who's yeah. who's not qualified over, you know, over an outsider who's been doing a good job for you. 
not yeah, doing well, any not doing anything to enhance their likability. Put it that way. No, no. Well, I've been reading on Twitter about it. That's kind of must been my source of information about what's been going on here and like fans' opinions and on it and everything. Apparently, what I could gather is that the football has not been great in terms of the style, but you know, come on. This is a side that's fourth in the league, unbeaten. What more do you want, really? The objective for Salford is, is going to be promotion. At this rate, you are getting promotion. Yeah, a bit of perspective would be nice. This is yeah. a club that yeah. was semi-professional not like that long ago, but that's football. And you have it. Yeah, he's an established manager. Yeah. Graham Alexander. He'll get another job and he'll do a really, really good job wherever he goes. But you can't say you're surprised, can you? you know, we've all watched that Salford documentary, I think, on like BBC and then Sky, uh, where they had like Jono and um, the other bloke. <laughs> yeah. Jono and what was it, Bird and Morley or you know, someone like that? Yeah, someone like Got them like promoted three times in a row and just sacked them. Yeah, yeah. 100%. <laughs> yeah, it's, uh, it's ruthless. It's, yeah, it's ruthless. It's gotten to this stage, but yeah, I'm. I'm definitely not as pro Salford as I was. Yeah. But anyway, yeah. Um, let's talk about this week's Bonfruit Travels, Tom. Yeah. Uh, this is the part of the show where we put together all of our tips, insight, statistics, and general knowledge into some travels that we recommend that you back. Uh, we back our own bets with £10 stakes, but it's completely up to you what you gamble. We don't want you to gamble anything you can't afford to lose. In addition, this part of the show is sponsored by Manscapes, the best in below-the-waist men's grooming. Uh, there's 20% off and free shipping with the promotional code FBP20. Head to manscaped.com, enter the promotional code, and your balls will thank you. It certainly will. And with that, I have a hopefully winning bombproof treble to add to last podcast winning bombproof treble that hopefully you can then purchase all the lovely Manscaped products with. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so Bristol City to beat Barnsley priced at 17 to 10 Bournemouth to beat QPR priced at 4 to 6 and finally Hull to beat Rochdale priced at 10 to 11 the returns on a £10 example stake £90 and 20 pence nice nice yeah teams that you uh, you tipped every single one of them I did yeah yeah yeah, so sounds good to me, mate. Big, big fan of especially the uh, Hull and Bournemouth tips. I think they'll be absolutely great. And like you said, Barnsley, bit of a wounded animal at the moment. So fingers crossed they can get that done. All right, in response then, I've got a treble of my own. I've got two games from the championship, just like Tom. So first one is Swansea City to get the win at home over Huddersfield. It's 19-20. to 20. We're also going to pick on poor old Wickham. So Millwall, we're going to back away at Wickham, four to five. And then we're going to go into League One and we're going to go on that Fleetwood, Lincoln, both teams to score, which is three to four. £10 on returns, 64.49. Yep. Like that, another good treble, mate. Who would you like from your treble to put forward for the joint? I think it's, I think it's got to be Swansea. They're 19 to 20. They're at home against Huddersfield. They are probably, 
I'd say the safest of my three, and they're priced mm-hmm. pretty well as well. Yeah, I, I like that. I'm going to go for Bournemouth out of mine, four to six, home to QPR. Okay, and uh, you're the form guy, so let's take one more from yours. Um, I know you're not keen on Bristol City, so I won't make you put them in. We'll go for Hall then, shall we? Away at Rochdale. Okay, so I'm going to read the treble out, Tom, if you can get us a price. So uh, the joint bomb-proof treble this week is Swansea to beat Huddersfield at home, priced at 19 to 20. Bournemouth to beat QPR at home, priced at 4 to 6. And Hull to beat Rochdale away from home, priced at 10 to 11. And an example, £10 stake would return you... £65. Lovely stuff. £65. Good stuff. So, fingers crossed, guys. If you do get on any of those bets, send us in your bet slips, especially any winning bet slips. We love to see them. Fancy football. Uh, It's always weird reviewing fancy football after an international break. So, we'll just have a very quick, quick word on it and a very quick look at the league. Uh, there yeah. are a total of 197 people in the league with one gentleman, Glyn Crabtree, pending to join. Uh, Tom, where are you? 27. Nice. I'm 158th. So, of course you are. <laughs> big shout out to Richard Edwards, who is top with 309 points with FC Rico. Uh, if you want to join the Fantasy League, then Tom normally puts it in the podcast description if he is inadequate at his job. Get at us on social media and we can give it to you manually. Uh, Twitter is the best place, T underscore FB podcast. As we've alluded to on the show, make sure you give us a follow because we do throw the occasional uh, midweek, international, etc. tip on there, especially, Tom, double header of uh, midweek championship League One and League Two fixtures uh, mm, in a week absolutely. coming up. So definitely going to be some action there. Uh, Facebook.com slash football betting podcast two and email football betting podcast at gmail.com should you want to contact us in a more efficient and official manner. Yeah. And if you have enjoyed the show, perhaps made some money from any of the tips, we'd really appreciate it if you could leave a rating and a review wherever you listen to your podcast. Absolutely. I think that wraps it up. Always good to be back after the international break. Yeah, it is. So hopefully we're back with a bang with a couple of winning with a couple of winning bomb-proof trebles for you guys. As ever, as Tom says, sending you winning bet slips, whether it's our tips, your own things, you know, we love to see them. Lovely. Cheers, guys. Take care. Bye-bye.